Hey folks, welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Beaded Curtain. I'm your host, Randy Chardonnay. This is a very special uh, quarantine episode. I'm here with a wonderful new special guest, Cody Granada. Cody, how are you? Doing well, Randy. Thank you for having me. Um, I have nothing else to do, um, so watching porn with you sounds like as good of an idea as any. That's right. That's what we like to think about this show. It's as good <laughs> an idea as any. Love to hear it. That's basically as ringing an endorsement as I deserve. And it's also very honest. Um, did you you say that, but then um, I know you've watched the, this week's movie, so you may have adjusted your attitude a little bit. We watched a movie from 1989 mm-hmm. uh, entitled The Erotic Adventures of Bedman and Throbin. A um, couple background questions for you first, Cody. Uh, you're uh, you're a touch younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you were a kid and video stores were still around, were you were you sort of cognizant of the pre blockbuster era of video rental, or do you use, does it kind of start with blockbuster for you? Um, yeah, we definitely had like local um, like local VHS rentals, DVD rentals, all that. Um, so definitely familiar with both Blockbuster and just sort of like small locally owned rental places. So good, good, good. Did any of the small locally owned ones have a weird porn section in the back? Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is the cliche, but definitely like beaded curtains. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's part of, that's part of the classics. I remember one of those. Um, and then I think it was just like a sign that said adults only maybe. Um, and yeah, since I was young, you'd always go there with your parents to like find a movie to watch on Friday. And like everyone saw it, but I guess no one ever like spoke about it, which made it more enticing, you know? Um, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any, I don't have any memories of actually going into one, but I, you know, it's one of those things where you like, you always notice it and like you talk about it with your other middle school friends. But when you're there with your parents, you just kind of like awkwardly avoid it. Yeah. Kind of hard to come up with an excuse to ditch away and, and sleep back there when you're <laughs> yeah especially with, with like the small local places it's like it's not like you can you can't really hide if you're missing you're missing like they know yeah and those those part of the things with those beads they can be a little bit noisy <laughs> yeah. it's not it's al- subtle it's an alarm system <laughs> yeah horny a horny just, teenager alarm system yeah what if it were just like a um like oh we couldn't afford beads so we used these strings of tin cans. <laughs> yeah, is that cool? <laughs> or just like the old bucket on the bucket on the uh, door trick where you like, open it up and just a big bucket <laughs> yeah. of a big bucket of like tar and feathers or something comes down. <laughs> that would be that would be cruel. Yeah. There's not actually a port section. It's just a trap. Yeah, like ha There's nothing back we here. Gotcha. We gotcha. Um, or. Even worse, you go back there and there's just one movie. It's the erotic <laughs> adventures of Bedman and Throbin. Uh, Cody, would I be correct in guessing that probably you have not watched a lot of other um, erotic films from 1989? From 1989, which, fun fact, is the year I was born. Oh, that is a fun fact. Yes. Um, so this movie will be as old as I am and will have has aged hopefully as well or as poorly as I have. I um, think you've aged better than this personally. <laughs> well, you know, 
you well we'll have to find some nice parallels to see to see but oh, um yeah. uh yeah i don't know um yeah the 1980s if you're gonna watch porn i don't know if i would if i've seen stuff that old you know it's kind of like yeah fair the, yeah the quality of stuff is just like well if you're, you have hd porn so why would you ever watch not hd porn at this point mm, i don't know i'm kind of <laughs> glad i didn't get to watch an hd version of this that would have been would have been maybe more than i really wanted too many too um, many details just so just so folks know what we're talking about i'm gonna I'm, i just want to read a quick section um on this movie uh from my book uh like fine wine the randy chardonnay guide to adult cinema and then we'll we'll start talking from there the erotic adventures of bedman and throbin 1989 the joker kidnaps barbara gordon in order to lure Batman and Robin to his lair, where he and Catwoman use joy buzzers to seduce the heroes. Robin has a sexy costume. That's the only good thing I can think of to say about this movie. Slow, lacking in imagination and enthusiasm. The sex scenes grow tiresome almost as soon as they start. (laughs) Pass. Keywords, Batman, Robin, Joker, Catwoman, parody. So the first thing I've noticed right off the bat is that mm. they went out of their way to change the name of Batman and Robin in the title of the movie. Yes. Yet they did no effort to do such in the summary of this <laughs> no. of this movie. No. They they refer to Batman and Robin as Batman and Robin, I'm pretty sure. But somehow oh, uh, the the Joker becomes the joke stir. <laughs> that was just like there's a fine line of of like copyright infringement yeah and somehow yeah. that was the bare minimum catwoman is catwoman and um barbara gordon commission the commissioner gordon's daughter becomes barbara hard on <laughs> no get out of here movie get out of here how um cody in general how would you rate your familiarity with batman and the whole dc universe detectives comics uh, situation I would say pretty familiar. Um, full disclaimer, I am more of a Marvel fan. Um, but, I mean, who growing up in the 90s wasn't familiar with Batman and Robin? Um, right. I've seen all the movies. I know the characters pretty well. You don't have to feel bad about being more of a Marvel fan because literally <laughs> everyone is. So don't worry about that. I'm trying to provoke responses here i don't get i i don't get a lot of um i don't get a lot of you know angry tweets or or fan mail as per the sort of the cliche about podcasts when you like get something wrong about comic books yeah um, so maybe i can if i really just go after it and maybe that's what i'll do this week you finally get your most popular episode ever after huge comic book controversy exactly yeah i did um this reminds me of one thing I did want to bring up that's sort of unrelated to this movie, but since it's on my mind, I'll do it now. Uh, I did this with a couple of friends for about a year, and then um, they they elected not to continue. Um, and then almost a full year after um, after we stopped, I started getting fan mail, which was a little creepy because um, it's not like I tell anyone my address on this program. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... It's it narrows the list of possible sub- suspects down pretty low. Um, it could very well um, be my sister, um, Brandy Chablis, um, but if it's not, um, because I don't like, I think 
my sister would be funny at this, but I don't. I'm not gonna watch porn <laughs> with her. So she's out. Sorry, you're not invited on the pod. Um, but it's just really weird to me that like I like okay, wow. A year after I get the, I stop. I get these letters, and I'm like, all right, people are hungry for this show. I got to yeah. it back. And then radio silence. Nothing from Some, from my mysterious. Someone's mysterious you. letter writer. Someone's someone, trolling you. Someone is now trolling me so hard by just just like okay, I now silence. Yeah. So um, what I'm saying is, um, come on the pod. Whoever wrote those letters, you're very funny. They're funny letters. I like them. They're very long um, and good. And suggest that you even watch the movies, which is bad, and I recommend against. Um, but uh, anyway. Back to back to back to um, 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 Batman. Yeah. So this um, this is 1989, which I think is about the same era as the original Michael Keaton Batman, right? Yeah, I think literally the exact same year. I would not be surprised if this film came out to like cash in on the popularity of that film. Very possible. And yet, um, rather than um, rather than having anything to do with that movie story-wise other than with the presence of the joker of course uh, being the chief villain in this one Mm -hmm. it suggests a decent familiarity with with dc comics just because one of the first characters we're introduced to is barbara gordon Mm -hmm. and that's not that's a sort of like I don't know. I, I feel like you have to be fairly deep into Batman to even be familiar with her as a character. Now, of course, now I believe she's a bird of prey, so she's now much better known than she was in 1989. Yes. But, but yeah, back right. in back in 1989, she was probably a pretty obscure, um, obscure comic reader. I'm curious because I know in one of the sequels to the real Batman movie, Alicia Silverstone is like Batgirl. And I'm curious uh-huh. if she's if, if she's Barbara Gordon in that. Well, let's just look that up real fast. I'll have my producer do do a quick quick Google. Because um, if so, obviously, uh, oh yeah, Alicia Silverstone plays. Oh, where is it? Um. Barbara Wilson. Who the hell is Barbara Wilson? Anyway, not I Barbara bet Gordon. They probably changed her name to Barbara Wilson to avoid copyright infringement on Bedman and Throbbins. Barbara Gordon. <laughs> That's probably what it is. They were like, yeah. "Oh man, this this other movie beat us to it, so we got to change her name." Yeah. So yeah. this this movie had a real <laughs> real important impact on the on the Batman franchise. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, then I was trying. To, I read um, there is an Alan Moore authored comic called the killing joke yes um that has i was like maybe they were maybe they were thinking about that because that was about the same era too although not not really all that happens in this is um uh the joker has some sort of like joy buzzer that makes people real horny yeah and that helps him kidnap uh barbara hardon and that's sort of the whole story I was thinking about that because there is, like, to not get too into like the nerdy comic book side of things here, but there is no, a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of those like, not controversy, but um, like the violence between the Joker and Barbara Gordon in The Killing Joke. Um, yeah. And the way that's portrayed is sometimes controversial. And mm-hmm. so now that we're actually seeing that in this porn version with actual like 
sex, you know, that kind of, it takes that relationship or that controversy of that violence and that sexual assault that happened um, and sort of makes it more yucky, I guess, somehow. More, like, just kind of like, yeah. It's more, it's more yucky, but it's also less consequential. You're right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I sort of, I, um, I'm sort of, of, of the mind that, um, if you get too much into judging these movies based <laughs> on, um, an actual, like real world sense of like what's right and wrong and <laughs> consent and so on, you sort of like, you almost don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. You've like, lost well, it all. Yeah. Um, I, my tendency is to give movies um, a little bit more leeway if one of two things is true. One, if they're trying to sort of portray relationships include or, or in like acts, includes, including violence, in a sort of realistic way with some mm-hmm. consequences and sort of trying to deal with them somewhat honestly. Um, or if they do the opposite, which is just be completely dumb. And I'm just like, well, I can't like, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to get hung up about like how the Joker's joy buzzer or horny device, like, you know, violates consent. I just, I I just can't, I just, you know, no one, no one needs to hear me talk about that. I don't think you need somewhere in that middle ground of, yeah. Meeting between quality and smut. Right. Well, because this is just, and this is just so like, it's everything about it is so perfunctory that like, I don't know, I just early on, I'm like, this has basically the, the acting quality of like, like a summer camp play. Like, that, like <laughs> yeah. it's like kids putting on a show that they yeah. wrote that same afternoon. Well, on that note, like even like the costumes, like let's obviously focus on Batman's costume. Like, they didn't even like you, you think it'd be so easy to go to like a costume shop and buy a Batman costume and then just cover up the logo. But they straight up looks like they made this out of like construction paper and like a towel they found in their back closet. Like the, the, the quality of the costumes is not even Halloween costume quality. No, it's it's definitely sub Halloween costume <laughs> quality. And I didn't. Did you get a good look at the logo? I never could make sense of it. Is it a bed? What's going on there? Um, yeah, I I don't know if I I don't know if I can make sense of it. Fair. Um, I, and... Honestly, the the ears are just the ears of Batman's costume are so distractingly floppy and pointy yes. that it's hard to focus <laughs> on anything else. And they're just so long. They look, he looks like a I don't even know what to compare it to. But Bat is not the vibe I'm getting. It's not a good vibe. And also. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's got like some sort of like goggles or something or like an eye mask. <laughs> yeah. Like they they were unable to build like an integrated like mask in like a proper Batman mask. They're like, oh, we forgot to cover his eyes. Like, nah, I don't know, throw something else yeah, on his it's eyes. Yeah, just it's some fine. sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. And then of course, the other thing that we we would be remiss if we didn't note. Um, everyone needs to know that. Um, so the Joker. Uh, he has his makeup on the whole time, right? So mm-hmm. he's just like, this is porn happening, and he's wearing shoes um, 
um, and still got his Joker makeup on, and that's very bad. Um, and Batman, um, he also leaves his shoes on uh, and the, the mask. Everything else he removes, but the shoes and mask, they stay. The keys to your secret identity. That's true. Got they, say, they say cover your face, but really it's those feet that you got to keep, <laughs> yeah. keep secret. You know, like, no one ever thinks about that. Like, what if someone identifies them by their feet? Yeah, feet, or feet prints or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you, I, it occurs to me now that, like, maybe these porn scenes, these or the, the, the sets, just have, like, super dirty floors. <laughs> or they still want to, like, yeah, slip in who knows what. Yeah. Yeah, because they're so. I go ahead. It's like your freshman year of college when you're not supposed to wear shoes, and <laughs> you have your own set of shower shoes. And looking back, you're like, "Why was I wearing shoes in the shower?" Um, it's just like that, except instead of a freshman dorm shower, it's the whole porn set. That's true, but I would say um, the porn set and the freshman dorm shower probably have certain overlapping risks <laughs> yes there's a venn diagram somewhere in there that would not be very hard to fill out <laughs> yeah i just i've just seen a lot of these movies where it's just like oh he's still he's taken off all his clothes and then put his shoes back on <laughs> oh okay well all right yeah i'm trying to trying to as i watch more of these i sort of because the the movies themselves don't don't hold much hold my attention very mm-hmm. well a lot of yeah. the time and so i start to get my brain goes off on these weird tangents where i start to develop like just a general theory of shoes and porn <laughs> you could do a whole podcast just on porn shoes i'm sure yeah maybe maybe i shall maybe i will Special um edition. and then catwoman has like a cape at one point but mostly she just has ears and that's it I mean that's really the bare necessities of what of what you that's need to true. portray Catwoman. That's true. Yeah. Um, she also, I think, she wears um, like arm length gloves as well most of the time. Oh yeah, well that's that's good. That's She's, that's classic Catwoman stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one oh, speaking of sets, um, you 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 you're you're sort of a New Yorker, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived there for I about was, five years. I've been trying to figure out, um, there are a limited number of places where the exterior shots of this movie could have been filmed. Um, most porn of course happens in Southern California mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, France. Um, but this one has an elevated train and that really narrows down the number of places it could have, uh, could have been shot. Um, any, any guesses? I definitely got a New York vibe. Um, okay. the only, it looks like New York. Obviously, it's 30 years ago, so I have not experienced old school New York like that. But um, yeah, I when I first saw it, my in, my instinct was New York. Um, mm-hmm. My only other thought was maybe like I don't know why I thought Chicago, but also that might be because they use Chicago in Christopher Nolan's Batman movie. So maybe I just sort of made that random connection in my head. But it definitely looks like New York City. Yeah. Well, I've, I feel like. Gotham is always sort of the Chicago of the of the DC universe yeah. to um and Metropolis of course New York. Uh and there are only so many places that have an elevated train. Um 
so that you know that immediately is going to jump out as one as, as one of the possibilities. Yeah. Even though um, Robin talks about taking the subway to the Joker's lair uh, because the Batmobile is in the shop. Of course, to the Batmobile. What are you talking about? The Batmobile. There is no Batmobile. What happened to the Batmobile? Um, it's in the shop. It's in the shop. Why is it in the shop? Um. What happened? Remember that running with the pigeon the other week? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we cracked it up. Right, right. Well, well, what are we gonna do? Um, we could take the subway. To the subway, Robin. <laughs> um, but I would say it seemed like Batman himself has a bit of a sort of like blue-collar New York kind of accent too, right? Yeah, the whole. Yeah, just like the griminess of it, like it would not be hard to believe that some of these, I mean, I know most of them are sets, but just like, yeah, the whole vibe is kind of like a grimy New York feel to it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like, this is not, this is not that, oh, what if I tried to, what if I tried to make a case for like, no, this is like a serious, gritty Batman <laughs> This is the Christopher Nolan of Batman yes. <laughs> Even though it does have like, in their little fight scene, um, there are like a... Uh, you know the the sort of like 1989 version of uh, post effects like kapow and like yeah. different like sound Splat. effects popping in. Yeah, and they're they're very bad. They're just like very everything. All the video effects are just very primitive and just like I don't almost know, like, like it was made in the year 1989. <laughs> oh right, it was made in the year 1989 with like what with video equipment available for the the home home hobbyist right yeah <laughs> so it's like probably like oh it's great i did it on my amiga computer exactly pretty good pretty good um question for you cody did th- this movie struck me as like being w- exactly like i sort of imagine someone would expect a porn parody from 1989 to be is that correct yeah, I mean, you wouldn't expect... I mean, you're not expecting too much in the first place because it's a porn no. parody. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, especially for someone, like, if you don't... If you've never watched... If you're not, like, familiar with, like, pornography with, like, a story or, like, a like a theme, mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, I and think I'm it's, not. like... Yeah, it's, like... It, I feel like it's right on par. Like, you just kind of... Like, you could watch this on silent, right? And, like, the story, obviously, like, you're not looking for the story, which is, like, I don't know, it's all very surface level and, like, not very well thought out, um, which, I mean, because when you're, like, th- when you're when you're writing a por- porn parody, like, how much effort do you want to put into it? Because you know what the people are there for. Right. And I don't, but I would say I, I didn't really feel like it delivered in any regard. Um... I don't know. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't purposely seek out like, like bad movies or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, for this week, I just you know I was just seeing what was available from 1989 to help you celebrate your birthday, 
Uh, and I thought, yeah, I, I guess that you would have at least like a decent amount of, of DC background. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought correctly that you'd be able to comment intelligently about sort of you know the the the, the bigger Batman universe. Um, that was that was the whole basis for my decision. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it's just really quite bad though it turns out, right? Yeah, I feel like judging it on its merits as a, both a Batman movie and a pornography, it's not very good in either sense separately. Right. <laughs> so putting yeah. them together does not improve any one of those sides. Mm-hmm. Did you have um, 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 a sort of a character you hated most in this? Because I do, but I'm curious about yours. Um, I mean, like, I did, I did enjoy the three goons. I think of all the characters, the ones I enjoyed were those three goons that were just sitting at mm-hmm. the table playing cards the whole time while people yeah. were just like fucking around them. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I, there's something endearing about that about those three guys just like with their masks on just kind of like trying to play a game of cards and the yeah. jokers just trying to fuck people and the worst character you would say is assuredly uh i mean got to be pick one the joker don't leave me hanging here <laughs> the joker yes of course <laughs> the the joker does this horrible like it's the same laugh as the beginning of the song wipeout <laughs> only in this context of that song, it's like a, a fun, iconic moment to kick things off. Um, but the Joker doing it just again and again and again is just, it's bad. It's very bad. Well, it's also fun when you put it in the context of we've got, okay, who else has played the Joker? We've got Jack Nicholson, Oscar winner. Uh, Heath Ledger literally won the Oscar. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix also just won the Oscar. So... Mm-hmm. The role of the Joker itself is a very prestigious, like, subjectively award-winning role. Um, so to compare that with this comparison just makes it that much worse um, <laughs> when you put it all together. Uh, I'm just, like, skimming through the film again while we're talking here. Um, and going back to Batman's ears, <laughs> there they're 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 so they're so floppy you would think in a porn parody having two floppy ears like would ruin the mood i feel like in a nice porny batman you want two nice hard erect batman ears um and this guy does not have them let's let's i think that takes us in an interesting direction (laughs) let's punch this movie up cody let's sort of pitch our idea for a 2020 Batman porn parody. So key elements you're stumbling on. Yeah, absolutely. No floppy ears. And I think probably we want sort of a rigid sort of like, um, um, like Batman and Robin style suit, right? Well, I was going to say you've already got the nipple Batman suit. Uh, I think it's George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Um, is famous for having nipples on his Batman suit. I think that right. suit's ready to go. Um, yeah. You just go find that suit from that movie, and it's. I think it's almost perfect for a porn version of Batman. What do you think is better? So here, because here are the choices we have. We can, we can. I think you're right. Batman, if he's if he's fucking a villain, um, needs to protect his identity. 
if he's just like uh having sex on his own time right Mm -hmm. then he can then he can go full nude like a normal person um but in a sort of villain scenario he's protecting his identity does he leave on does he just leave on the mask or does he sort of have like a you know does he have a a zip fly on his um on his bat suit or like a sort of like you know how how are we doing that what do you think um i mean so the costume in this parody was taken from almost like the old um adam west batman with the underwear with like the underwear on the outside um so I would have loved to see more of like everything except for that underwear portion taken off. Um, I feel oh, like yeah. when you have an underwear as part of the costume, you gotta you gotta play that up, right? So um, mm-hmm. it's a little missed opportunity there, I thought. I would also say, um, at least I remember having a Batman action figure that had like kind of calf height boots mm-hmm. with sort of like bat wings on the back. Yes. I could see that. I could see those staying on. I definitely think that'd be part of the part of the ensemble. Um, I think if we're talking about a, a more modern take on this, yes. um, a big part of Batman is his gadgets, right? Right. Um, so I feel like there's way more opportunity for like bat oh, dildos, yeah. bat handcuffs, mm-hmm. bat, I yes. mean, you name it, bat arsenal really could have uh, was a missed opportunity as well over here. That is a really, really good point. Um, one th- one thing that did jump out at me is um, it is interesting to me seeing the the Joker uh, use a dildo. Mm-hmm. That's a sort of unusual thing um, for a, for a porn movie for a for a man to be operating a dildo on a woman. I mean, that's part of the Joker's chaos. That's the that was the point, right? Like, obviously, the Joker is not going to follow your gender stereotypes, gender norms, stereo- societal norms. Yeah. Um, yes, I so think that's you... that's some people. Hey, some people just want to watch the world burn. All right, Randy. <laughs> some people so just can... want to watch the world burn and use a dildo. Do you do you think that probably so canonically we could probably say that the Joker is definitely bi? Or what's your what do you think? Yeah, he he plays by no rules. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, we can't even even. Even using a sort of term like "bi" or uh, yeah, it's too too uh, binary for yeah for a yeah like yeah. Joker. Even 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 that is sort of doesn't really get to the heart of his sexuality. That's, exactly. that's really important. Yeah. Very good point. Wow, I think I hope everyone learned something cool about the Joker <laughs> uh, today. Um, and we're not gonna, I'm not gonna get anyone excited and suggest that um, this is this is a a character um, element that's included in the movie. We just sort of are deciding it's sort of implied, but not just by the film, but by our deeper knowledge of the Joker as a character. It may be canon, it might not be canon, but it's it's definitely a part of it. Oh, yeah, I think it's it's canon. It's canon. Because what is... So there are... I would say that there are two iconic Joker looks at this point, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to say first place, obviously, the classic Joker suit, right? Yep, purple and green. Yes. Second most iconic Joker look, in my opinion, has got to be Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker uh, in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a dress. Oh, yes, from the, with the, uh, the nurse scene? Yeah, yeah, in the sexy nurse costume. Yeah, that, I mean, that scene would be a perfect setup for a modern 
a modern take on this. Yes, absolutely. Um, although I'm not sure I can ever re really get over. Um, th th there is something weird about seeing someone naked with Joker <laughs> makeup on. Uh, it's very unsettling. <laughs> um, it's hard not to put yourself in the shoes of the woman he's having sex with during those sure. scenes. Um, and she just has to stare into his weird green hair, white painted face. Um, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I, yeah, it's, it was a choice. It's a choice they made. <laughs> and, the sh and the shoes, he left the shoes on. I, yeah, there's, yeah. there's lots of questionable. Well, so I like how you put that though. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice, you know, that's what you might say after like a, like a, an improv rehearsal, like, oh yeah, yeah, you made some, made some strong choices. Yeah. It's like the passive aggressive way to be like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, yeah. Yep, I saw it. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Strong choices. Strong choices. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I would. I would say. Um, you know. You know. Speaking of sort of. You know. Um, his uh, scene partners having to look at that that makeup. The thing that really struck me about this movie is sort of um, how long the performers stay in one position, and just how bored I get with it. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were going back to what we were saying before is like, even just on its merits as a porn, it's like, it's not very, obviously it's like, I don't know, things probably were a little less um, like adventurous, you know, back in the 80s, but it's it's yeah, pretty- Yeah, sex had barely been invented. Yeah, so it's it's pretty vanilla as some, as some might say. Mm -hmm. um, but it is sort of like, uh, actually seeing people move around a little bit sort of suggests some- some some enthusiasm but like all i can think of is when every time there's like a cut and you see the actors like fully into a totally different position with no transition at all i just imagine like the director being like okay cut um i'm i'm tired of this uh it looks boring so i guess um i don't know um her on top now hmm how can we get real crazy with this um okay yeah we're just gonna flip you to perfect perfect like the imagination just wasn't yeah. there. Obviously, they spent all their imagination and creativity on just trying to adapt Batman. So they didn't leave much room for the creativity and the pornography half of the development. Yeah, basically, it's it's you know they're working with a limit with limited resources. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well. Um... I think our overall impression of this film has uh, is, is become um, pretty pretty clear at this point. But I do like to give a numerical rating to to all of all of these movies. Um, typically, our scale ranges from one fern to five ferns. Five ferns represents a very soft recommendation. A sort of like, eh, I don't know, maybe yeah, if it um, you know, if uh, you've watched all the other porn that you might like um maybe um fast forward through this one a little bit and a one is like the the most extreme like no seriously seriously do not watch this movie watch anything else instead and um i would go ahead and i'm gonna rate this one two ferns pretty pretty hard pass i was also gonna give it a two and the reason it bumps it up from a one is because I mean, you do have the familiarity of Batman, mm -hmm. so like, it's it's got some 
value to like see these characters in any form i guess just because you recognize them you know yeah for the batman um, completist yeah you're like oh yeah it's exactly you've, you you sat through suicide squad four times what's one more <laughs> erotic adventures of bedman and throbin um but yeah i think for like the just the cultural connections it's kind of got some merit mm-hmm. but overall it's it's not really here nor there yeah i um I try to reserve a one fern um, for things that are not just not just like not fun to watch. Like this is very much not fun to watch, but just like things that seem like they're actively doing damage to the world. Uh. <laughs> and <laughs> I will say, I don't feel like this is really making the world much worse. It's just no. sort of hanging out. Being but for sure, bad. not adding anything. No, definitely not adding anything. Well, Cody, thank you so much for being on the pod. Have you got any, um, f- you know, for other than, than listening to podcasts, have you got any like fun or time wasting things that you'd like to suggest other people check out here during this boring time? Um, oh man, um, I've been catching up on, uh, this is completely unrelated, obviously, but, um, catching up on, uh, Better Call Saul, um, mm. Breaking Bad spinoff. Um, if you enjoyed Breaking Bad and didn't catch up on the spinoff, it's highly, highly recommended. Um, so that's what my, that's my main, main recommendation at the moment for things to get you through this, uh, through these trying times. Good recommendation, and definitely, um, definitely do that. Um, watch that show a few times through before you consider checking out the erotic adventures of Ben Throbbin. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth worth at least. I don't know I don't, how many viewings. Like, what is the if you're speaking just on terms Ooh. of quality, mm. like how many Batman porn parodies equals like one good episode of Breaking Bad? That's this is a <laughs> this is a fascinating philosophical question. Um, cause I don't know that like no number of them adds up to one probably. Yeah, exactly. All, all of them. <laughs> um, but another way of putting it is like, uh, how many times <laughs> would you have to watch the same good thing over and over before you could be like sufficiently sort of <laughs> overdosed on it that you're like, maybe I'll check out Bedman and Throbin now for a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a hard, these are the questions. These are the questions yeah. we ask ourselves. Yeah. And don't answer because there's no, there's no, there's no safe way to answer the question because it's just not a good movie. Well, nope. that about wraps it up for this episode of Beyond the Beaded Curtain. Um, I've been your host, Randy Chardonnay here joined uh, by Cody Granada. I will, I will We're, say um, about, hmm. Six weeks ago, I was working on a master's degree um, in Batman studies or <laughs> in in education, um, getting a real legit master's degree. And then this COVID-19 hit. And now here I am um, watching the erotic adventures of Batman and Throbin. So my uh, my quality of life has really taken a turn for the worse. Um, <laughs> I did not think this is where I'd be at this point in my life. Um, so I've really taken a hard hit from getting a master's degree to watching erotic adventures of Batman and Robin, but here we are. So 
here we are. That brings me to sort of a new slogan <laughs> um, I've been wanting to test out. Thank you for sending me up for that, Cody. Um, Beyond the Beaded Curtain, we'll be here for you when you hit rock bottom. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, tune in next time and stay healthy. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Cody.